Welcome to our Disciple Making Podcast. This is Fred Hartley, Pastor of Luberman Alliance Church, giving you kingdom principles to build a prevailing church and prevailing Christians. Today's topic is so overlooked and yet so essential. Clearing your conscience. How to clear your conscience. Your conscience is one of your best friends. If you take good care of it, you will thrive in your relationship with God and with people. If you violate your conscience, you will forfeit God's best for your life and you will suffer significant adverse consequences. Everyone violates their conscience. That's not the issue. Only a wise person knows how to restore and protect a good conscience. And for this reason, the Bible gives lots of very clear instruction on how to maintain a clear conscience. Let me just say personally, when I was in high school, I heard this teaching, the same teaching essentially that I'm about to give to you in this podcast. And I made a list and it turned out to be 38 people that I had sinned against. I, re, I put it off, put it off. By my sophomore year in college, I followed through. I made, at that point, there were 40 on my list. I called each one, I asked forgiveness, and there were more miracles during that two-week period of making all these long-distance phone calls, of calling numbers that I, I, I didn't even know how to reach the person. God said, call them, ask forgiveness. I'd make excuses. God said, call them. I'd call the number of a friend who might know how I could reach the person I had offended. And the person was there in the house at that very moment. I'm telling you, I have so many stories of miracles that God worked for me once I decided to clear my conscience. And I'm telling you, God wants to give you miracles as well when you clear your conscience. First, three insights into guilt. One, all guilt is real. Now there's, there's people that, that say, oh, you, you can have misguided guilt. Well, yes, you can have misguided guilt, but all guilt is real and we need to get rid of it. Second, all guilt expresses itself. Guilt will express itself in giving you spiritual apathy, deception, avoidance, broken relationships, hiding, posing, hypocrisy, all and, and many others. The guilt has a horrible adverse uh, reaction inside of you. It can give you ulcers, migraine headaches. It can give you physiological issues as well as, as interpersonal and spiritual issues. Guilt will give you a critical spirit and make you argumentative. The worst consequence of, of guilt is it drives a wedge between you and God. And you, you and I don't need that. The third is Satan loves to accuse and he thrives on guilt. Satan loses more ground when you ask forgiveness of people and they say, I forgive you. Now with those insights, let me take a step-by-step -step, and there's eight steps on how to clear your conscience. Number one, give priority and urgency to clearing your conscience. Don't put this off, do it today. It says uh, in the words of Jesus, Matthew 5, um, if you're there at the altar and remember that somebody has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Or as it says in Proverbs uh, 6, uh, give no sleep to your eyes. Go immediately 
and be reconciled to your neighbor. Now, <clears throat> so first, give priority. Give priority to clearing your conscience. And you're listening to this podcast is step number one. Uh, two, you not only want to have a clear conscience before God, but before people. Paul said this, I always want to have a clear conscience before God and before people. That's scriptural. The whole thing, yes, we receive forgiveness from God and that's always first, 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 always first with God, but then with people. Three, list all you have sinned against, all the people you've sinned against and start in order priorities. Start with the highest authority, school, job, government. I had to, I had to make several phone calls to teachers in high school where I had cheated on tests. And it freaked me out to do that. But I started there. Then parents. Uh, there were uh, uh, sins that I'd committed against my parents that I needed to clear, clear the air. Then other family members. Uh, so do that next. Then identify the root sin behind the offense. And there's only four basic root sins. Pride, lack of love, and insensitivity. And then, of course, dishonesty. Five, avoid rationalization. Don't make excuses. Oh, it happened so long ago. I don't know how to reach this person. It was a small thing. I'm just being too sensitive. They won't understand. I might have to pay money. Uh, I don't have the money. I'll go broke. Uh, uh, I'll get to it some other time. My parents would never understand. Um, and, and on and on the list goes. But let me just say here, carefully think through the wording of your confession before you call. Um, it may be helpful to use a three by five card. Write down the initials of the person in the left-hand column. Then in the middle, put the offense, what you, what you did. But then in the right-hand column, take from the list of three or four uh, root sins and ask forgiveness. In other words, I had to ask a couple girls forgiveness uh, for misappropriate uh, behavior uh, before I was married. And y y you don't ask forgiveness for petting because that accuses them uh, as well as yourself. You only want to confess the root sin. So you would say something, you know, when we were dating, I did not treat you with respect. And I realize now that I had a spirit of pride and insensitivity to you. Will you forgive me for my pride and insensitivity? So that's, that's the wording. You see, you don't mention the offense, you mention the root sin. And then use the telephone. Don't write a letter because you don't want to make a document of it. Uh, don't go for a visit because they'll want to talk about too many other things that'll get you distracted. The telephone <clears throat> is the best means. It's the perfect means to get right to the point, confess the sin, ask for forgiveness. And, and then the next item, be sure you hear the person say, I forgive you. You don't want them to simply say, oh, don't worry about it. It was nothing. You want to hear them say, I forgive you. And I've had to ask the same person five times. Oh, Alfred, that's nothing. I've done worse things. Yeah, well, that may be true, but I need to know you forgive me. Would you forgive me? Oh, Fred, you're making a big deal. Well, I might be, but before God, I just need to humble myself. Would you forgive me? And the final point is be as brief as 
possible. Don't drag it out. It's not time to tell stories. It's not time to preach. Uh, you simply want to humble yourself, confess your sin, and receive forgiveness. And, you know, Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. God wants you to see him. He wants to bless you with this. And he will, as you humble yourself and clear your conscience. I hope you do it today. Take a three by five card. I had to, frankly, I had to use four three by five cards front and back. I couldn't get my 38 people all on one. And I, I went down the list. God blessed me, God blessed me, God blessed me. Um, I'll just tell two quick stories. When I called my, my teacher in high school, I didn't know whether, you know, he might take, make me take the class over again. And, and I'll never forget it. He, it was Latin. And I had, I had rigged up some of the most elaborate cheat sheets uh, sewn into the lining of my jacket. So I, they'd never see it. I mean, I got creative. I put so much time into my cheat sheets, I could have studied and done better. Well, when I called my, my uh, Latin professor and finally got the guy and, and humbled myself and said, would you forgive me for my pride and my, my dishonesty? He said, uh, Fred, as I recall, you only got a C in Latin. Uh, don't worry about it. I said, well, I, I appreciate that, but would you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. So he forgave me. Then there was a guy. So I went lobster fishing in Florida and I... Uh, ripped the tail off a lobster and stuck it in my swimsuit. And I realized later, someone told me that that was a, a crime. I actually committed two crimes. There was no way to measure the size of the lobster. Uh, so that was wrong. And then you can't dismantle a lobster uh, before you get it all out of the boat onto the dock. And so I committed two crimes. Both of them could have cost me $10,000. I didn't have $10,000. But I didn't care, I called. I had to make 10 calls to the Florida Keys to finally get to the guys. And I said, now, can you forgive me? Uh, he said, yes, I'm the guy. And I said, well, sir, uh, I ripped the, the head off a lobster and stuck the tail in my swimsuit. I realized now I was wrong. Would you forgive me? He said, son, uh, you are as rare as hair on a frog. Yes, I forgive you. <laughs> I thought, well, Oh, that's all I needed here. Thank you, sir. And I hung up and I felt, man, was I relieved. Every person I called, I humbled myself. I asked forgiveness. And each person, God blessed me with a breakthrough a, uh, when, when they forgave me. Clear your conscience. Your conscience is your friend. It's one of your best friends. The Holy Spirit wants an accurate, uh, clear conscience so that you can love freely. You don't need to look over your shoulder. You don't need to wonder, um, when is this gonna come out? You don't want handles of guilt that the devil can grab onto and pull you back just when you're ready to move forward. You have inside of you a, t a temperamental, a sensitive instrument called your conscience. And if you have guilt, you have blame, you have shame. God wants to remove it completely. He wants you to go back make phone calls, clear your conscience. And to this day, I still humble myself. At least once a month, I still ask people to forgive me because I want a clear conscience. Strive to have a clear conscience. It's one of the best gifts God has given you. God bless you.